Because your last, best line of defense is you. Edward studied the deputy's boyish face. How long have you been in the marshal's service? Ten years, your honor. And how long in your current post? Eighteen months. So you know how hard it is to get a concealed carry permit in Los Angeles County, even for federal judges. Marshal Hunter is working with the L.A. County Sheriff's Office to expedite. Edward crossed his arms. McCormick is confident. I like that. You had this all figured out before you barged into my courtroom. Our job, Your Honor. You and I have a date right now at a nearby gun range to get you acquainted with. No can do. I have another hearing in fifteen minutes. Chief Judge Moroney has notified the parties that it's been postponed. Edward and McCormick slipped into the downtown gun club through a nondescript side door. The shooting range was tucked away in a brown stucco building near the L.A. Wholesale Produce Market, about a mile south of the federal courthouse. McCormick, who frequented the place and had made friends with the owner, had arranged for a private session before the club opened to the public at 3 p.m. Edward removed his jacket and unstrapped the bulletproof vest. "'I need you to keep the vest on, Your Honor,' McCormick said, as he laid his black range bag on a counter opposite the row of fourteen shooting lanes. "'You need to get comfortable firing the weapon while wearing your armor.' He removed a black pistol encased in a holster and held it up. Glock 27. In our opinion, the best concealed carry. The holster's called a pancake. He pulled the pistol out and set it on the counter. You slip it over your pants at the hip. McCormick demonstrated how to place the holster over his waistband and then handed it to Edward. We're going to practice drawing from the holster today. Next time we'll do it with the concealable vest and the suit jackets you wear to teach you how to break your coat— clear your jacket out of the way, and draw the gun in one fluid motion. Edward knew little about McCormick, but he'd sensed straight away that the deputy had taken personal ownership of his protection. What had been foretold last year at Baby Judge's school had come true. Edward was more vulnerable now to losing his life in service of his country than ever before. His work as a prosecutor in years past had put him in dangerous situations, but this was different a force he couldn't see. He blew a deep breath, strapped the vest back in place, and slipped the pancake holster over his waistband at his right hip. The shooting lanes were about six feet wide and separated by plastic dividers a foot taller than him. The targets were maybe twelve feet away. I didn't picture this place would be so cramped, Edward said. You don't need to be a marksman, Your Honor. We want you to be comfortable with close-range shooting. That's an oxymoron, if I ever heard one. Of course Edward needed to protect himself. He had a responsibility to his wife, Jackie, to his colleagues on the bench, to the people who depended on him to render justice. But his family had a deadly history with guns, which was what had driven him into the criminal justice system in the first place. And the threats on his life had ripped him away from his most important case— the Justice Department had filed suit last November against the state of California to block Proposition 68, a law passed by California voters that required every resident to carry a special ID card in order to get government services. Its backers had sold it as an invitation for illegal immigrants to come out from the shadows and as sound fiscal policy. Exit polls had shown that more than one in five Latinos who'd voted in the election had voted for the law. Opponents had derided it as backhanded oppression. They accused Proposition 68 supporters of having intent to drive undocumented Latinos out of California. 
Edward had thought Prop 68 was a terrible idea and voted against it. Didn't matter. His job was to decide whether the law was constitutional, not good policy. His demonstrated ability to separate his personal feelings from his professional duty had won him praise during his Senate confirmation. He'd confessed to the Judiciary Committee that deportation cases had been the hardest on his heart when he was a U.S. attorney. But the people he'd prosecuted had entered the United States without permission. They'd broken the law. Some were criminals and opportunists, but most had only sought to flee poverty and hopelessness. Didn't matter. His job was to ensure that those who came to America illegally were not allowed to stay. He had learned to disassociate. He didn't like that about himself. He snapped his attention back to the business at hand. I've never used one of those. Wouldn't want to shoot myself by mistake. McCormick handed him the gun.